The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Ashavot Amahem Bechol Rahamim Vasilihot Venomar Amen. Daf Lamid Bet. Today's Daf is being studied the Alunishmat of Raham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Fuashilema Yosef Ben Sarah. In Narifanalo, in Narifanalo, in Narifanalo, for the Nefesh, for the Guru, for the Guru, Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Lamed Aleph, Amud Bet, and we are three, four, five, six, eight, eight lines from the bottom. Actually, we are actually one, two, three, four, five lines from the bottom. Tarot Baran. Makom Shemafsikim Shabbat Shaharit. The place that we finish reading the Sefer on Shaharit of Shabbat. Sham Kurim B'Minha. So that's where we pick up and start reading in Shabbat Minha. The Minha. Now, whatever we read on Shabbat Minha, Sham Kurim Bashini. We pick up the reading from where we left off in Minha, which means, according to this opinion, you keep on going forward. Bashini, wherever you left off on Monday, Sham Kurim Bahamishi. That's where you continue reading on Thursday. Bahamishi, and wherever you left off on Thursday, Sham Kurim the Shabbat Habad So therefore, you're always going forward according to the Bimir. You never. Uh, repeating anything. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he says, no. Makom shemafsikim b'shabbat shaharit. The spot that you finish reading the sefer in Shabbat shaharit. Sham korim b'mincha u'b'sheni u'b'hamishi u'shabbat tabat. It's exactly what you read on Monday and Thursday and as well as the next Shabbat you start from that exact place. Amar b'zera. So the b'zera gives us the halakha. Halakha. Makom shemafsikim b'shabbat shaharit. The place where you end up on Shabbat shaharit. Sham kolim b'mincha u'b'sheni u'b'habishi u'shabbat ba'ah. So the Gemara says, "Ve'lema halacha k'rabi Yehuda." What did the Bizer have to repeat the whole halacha and tell us that when you left them on Shabbat, that's where you start on Monday, that's where you start on Thursday? That's just say halacha k'rabi Yehuda. So the Gemara answers, "Mishum de'afchedehu," because he didn't want to give confusion to the people that would mix up the names, because there were people that were mixing up Shitat k'rabi Yehuda with k'rabi Meir. So therefore, if you would have said Alakha Kirbi Yehuda, some people had the Yehuda as a Bimi'ir Shita. And then they would think that you just pick off where you left off, you keep on going forward. So you don't want to get confused because the names are getting mixed up. So he said the Kalakha explicitly. Kalakha says you always repeat on Shabbat Minha, Monday and Thursday, and the following Shabbat. Mishum the Afkhe she says the Bimi'ir, the Yehuda. Ud Rabbi Yehuda, the Bimi'ir. So therefore, they're going to get mixed up. Tanur Banan. Poteya person gets aliyah to the Torah. Now it's giving you the proper uh, order of how you're supposed to make the berachot. Poteya You open the sefer Torah first, and you have to look at the spot. But now you're making a berachot. You have to see exactly where you read from. Golel. Then you roll it up. You close it up. 
have to keep in mind that the Ashkenazim they have their Sefer Torah on flat, it's on the Teva. So when they would open it up, and then after they would close it, they roll it. Our Sefer Torah, we don't really roll, we would just close the case. But that would be similar to Golel. So Golel, then you roll it up, Umibarech, then you make the Barakash in Baharbanu, Vehozer Upotaya, then you open it again, Vekore. So the Bimir Shita is you have to make the Beracha when the Sefer is closed, when the Sefer is rolled up. The Biuda Omer, no. Poteya Veroe. You open the Sefer, you look at the place, Ume Barech, and you can make the Beracha when the Sefer is open. Vekore. Now, my Tamad Rabimir, what's the reason for the Bimir? Because the Ula. The Amar Ula, the Penema, Amrua Kore Batura, Loi Sayyah, Alimeturgeman. What's the reason? Why they said that the person that's reading the Sefer Torah should not help the interpreter. In the old days used to have a Meturgeman, they used to interpret the Pesukim. So they tell the guy that got the Aliyah, the old days the Aliyah would read the Torah. Do not help the interpreter. Why? Because the people are going to think that maybe the Targum is written in the Torah as well. He sees the reason by the Be'er Adorayim Moshe Lemor and he starts interpreting. And uh, God said, Moshe Lemor. So now the people are going to think, what? Not only is the Torah written with the Hebrew, but they have also the Targum. So what's the problem going to come out of it? Comes like a Sofer now, and he's going to write a Sefer Torah with Targum in it. And the Sefer Torah is going to be Pasul. So the opinion of the Bimi'ir is, mm-hmm. If the Sefer Torah is going to be open when the guy's making the Berachot, the people are going to think that the Berachot themselves are written on the cloth in the Sefer Torah. And that's not so. So if we just close the Sefer, so everybody will know that the Berachot are not in the Sefer itself, and you'll alleviate that problem. The Be'uda, Targum, Berachot, lekalimitayah. So the Be'uda says, listen, when it comes to the Targum, people can make a mistake. That it's written in the Torah. Why? Because the Targum is very long. And therefore, not everybody knows the Pahat. So a guy can say, you know what, how can I remember this Targum Pahat? Must be it's written in the Torah. But Berachot, it's easy, it's one Berachah. No one's going to suspect just because the Sefer Torah is open that you're making the Berachah from the Torah itself. So that's the Be'udah's logic. Targum, you have to, you cannot help the Baal, the, 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 the Targum. Because you're going to think you're reading it from the Torah itself. However, when it comes to the Berachot, if you have the Sefer Torah open, we're not uh, concerned of Ta'ud. Amar Bizerah. Amar ab matna halakha potayah veroeh umbarekh vekoreh. He's according to the halakha, he says, we follow the Be'uda. You open the sefer, you look at the place, you can keep it open and make the berakha. So the Gibraltar says, velem halakha kere Be'uda. Just say halakha kere Be'uda. What you have to say? Halakha potayah veroeh umbarekh. So the Gibraltar says, mishum da'afkhelehu. Same thing, because they would mix up the shitot, the Be'uda and the Be'meir. So if you're going to say halakha kere Be'uda, if they had the opposite shitah for the Be'udah, they're going to confuse it. So therefore he spoke it out explicitly. If you look at the Tosafot, Tosafot in the Buddha Matil Golelo. If you look towards the end of that Tosafot, Velechatahila, who Golelo Vesotmo Kodim Shibarech. Lechatahila, the custom is you close the Sefer Torah before you make the Berachot. So the masses are not going to say You don't have to worry Why? We don't have so many amaharis like that to the extent that the Berakot are in the Torah But after you finish reading the Torah Everybody's going to agree Close the Sefer Torah Even according to the Be'udah that was lenient, he'll agree, that's only in the, before, 
That's what I'm going to matriach the guy to open it, close it, and all that. Because what are you worried about? Beracha, but at the end, you close it anyway. So therefore, close it first, and then make the beracha aharona. Amar Rabbi Zera, Amar Rabbatna. Haluchot ve'abimot en ba'em mishum kedusha. Now there's a big question. Well, you know what bimot is. She tells the bimot are the stage that they used to build for the for the melech on the parasha uh, on the on the year of um, hakel, which is at the end of the shemitah cycle. They used to erect a stage in Yerushalayim, and the king of Yehuda would sit on that stage and he would give a derasha to Klai Yisrael. So they're telling you that that bima doesn't have kedusha. After he finishes, uh, he could uh, take it apart and uh, do whatever you want with the wood. The question is, what is Luhot? So, according to that, she that she writes on the fourth line, Lo yadati mahin. He really says he doesn't know what these Luhot are. Then he says, Which means it would be like what we would call book covers or book boards. Which means, Yad Sefarim, he says that we're not written on cloth. So we're let's say on paper, right? So how do you, you bind it, but you don't want to have the, the opening of it uh, paper. So we put a book board, like a piece of wood on top of it, and a piece of wood on the bottom of it. So that we would call today a book cover. So that she's saying, if that's what it is, so these book covers do not have Kiddushah. A lot of these shouldn't even question that. What do you mean, a book, why shouldn't a book cover have Kiddushah? Bottom line, it's serving the, it's serving the Sifnei Kodesh. And therefore, they don't uh, learn like that. Other Yishunim learn, Luchot would be like platforms. Well, let's say uh, the speaker in the, in, the, in, the, in the Bet Knesset wants to give a derasha, so they put like a board on the table, and he would stand on that board in order that the people could see him. So saying that already is not, uh, doesn't have Kiddushah, and therefore you do not have to uh, put it in Gerizah, worry about that uh, Inyan as well. Amarav Shefatiah, Amarav Yohanan, Hagolel Sefer Torah, someone's rolling the Sefer Torah, Sarik Shia Amidenu Ala Tefer. When you're rolling it up and you're tightening it, you should tighten it by the Tefer, that's by the stitching, which means by the seams, which means like this. When a person's uh, rolling the Torah up, right, and tightening it now, so if he's not going to, we want, what we want him to do is, is to put the seam in the middle. So therefore, when he's tightening, so now, even if it's going to tear, it'll tear on the seam. However, if he's going to tighten it, where the seams are on the uh, inside, and you have just the clap on the outside, and you're rolling and you're tightening it, if it tears, it can rip the actual cloth itself. So what they want is the seam to be in the middle, and then when you tighten it, so you're pulling it together, even if it rips, it tears, it'll be on the seam itself. That means ala tefer. Look at Bashi. Hagolel sefer ya'midenu ala tefer, keneged tefer. Right? By the tefer, the seam, shesham ra'uil haddeko yafeh. Because then you can do it tight. Because you're not worried about it tearing either. Because it's connected over there. There's also, we said, some flexibility on top and the bottom. So therefore, it's not a problem. But if you're going to tighten it where there's no tefer, it can come to tear the actual sefer itself. Go to the next deen. V'amar of Shifatiyah Marabi Yohanan. Ha-golel sefer Torah, golelo mibachutz. Ve'en golelo mibifnim. We're talking about a person over here that's alone. And he needs to roll the sefer Torah up. So they're telling him what's the proper way, the most safest way to roll the Sefer Torah 
without having to be concerned that it might roll off the person's lap and has to fall on the floor. So the Gemara says, You go from the outside, but not from the inside. Which means, when the person has the sifter on his lap, let's say, right? So the part that's close to him, the part of the sifter, there's two rolls. So the roll that's close to him is called mibifnim. And the roll that's, let's say, on his legs, that's away from him, is called mibahutz. So we're worried if he's going to roll mibifnim, what's going to happen? As he's rolling, the one mibahutz is going to fall off his lap, as we're going to the floor. So they say, in that case over there, you roll mibahutz. Right? Because if you're going to roll from the outside in, you're not worried that it's going to fall. That's what means. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, You want to go from one place to a different place. He's alone. The Sefer is on his lap. The Amud, the roll that is Further from him, golelo. That's the one that you roll. V'yigol mitzad chutz litzad penim. You're going from outside towards inside. Shim yohaz amud apenimi. Because if you can hold the inner roll, v'yigol litzad chutz, and you're going to roll towards the outer uh, roll. Yitpashet tachitzon v'yipol laaris. You're worried that the outer roll is going to unravel and fall under that. So that's giving you the proper advice. The way you roll a sefer Torah is towards the inner way. Now Tosafot had a different interpretation over here. He learns that this is talking about the Kishirat Mitpahat, which means by the Ashkenazim we see this, that when they roll the sefer Torah up, then they take like a band, or like a Mitpahat, a handkerchief, and they tie the sefer Torah, right with that handkerchief to keep it closed. So the Tosafot learns, Golelo Mibachutz. Which means, what does it mean, Golelo uh, Mibachutz? Actually, now, Golelo Mibachutz, she learns, like we said, read the next line of the Gemara, then we'll understand the Tosafot. This is where the Tosafot comes in. When he's tightening it, There you do it on the inside, but you do not tighten it from the outside. So Tosfot learns that that's talking about where you're taking the metahat and now you're tying it around the two rolls in order to keep it closed. So he says, in that case over there, you do it mibifnim. Mibifnim, according to Tosfot, means on the inside of the Torah, meaning facing the letters. You hold the Torah facing you, it's rolled up, and you tie the knot uh, on the inside of the Torah. Why? So when you untie it, you're able to keep the Torah in its proper position and just untie it. If you're going to tie it from the back of the Sefer Torah, so when you're going to untie it, you're going to have to turn the Sefer Torah over. And you're going to have to untie it. Now we're not going to want the Sefer Torah. So in the case of the tying, you tie it, that's the front, not the back. Look at the Tosafot. Perush Rach, Dekai Akeshen Metpahat. It should be towards the writing. It's going to be on the back. You're going to have to turn the Torah on its writing. So that's the end of the Hiduk. When you're tying it, when you're putting the... Uh, Fastening it with the mitpahat, do it on the inside, meaning facing the letters, and not on the back. Let's read the she. 
So she has a different interpretation. When you finish reading the Sefer, which is when you finish, let's say, rolling it up, that should be, and now you're coming to fasten it, which means, he's saying when you're rolling it up now, right? So we don't want, we want you to roll it up in a way that your hands are not going to cover the writing. Because if let's say he has it now on the table, okay? Or he's lifting it up a little bit, people can see it now, right? So now we want you to close it up. If he's going to go to the outer, to the outer roll, and start rolling that way, so now his hands are covering the ktav. His hands are after he has to go over the writing to the other roll. So therefore they tell him, do it, the one next to you, don't go across, so therefore when he's rolling it up, at least the ktav is still visible to the people. That's why that's shilas, because you have dekor, between the inner roll as opposed to going from the outer roll, because then your hand is going to be covering the writing. Now, Tosfot over here just brings us a couple of minhagim that we have when we take out the Sefer Torah. And we read the Tosafot. Look at the Tosafot where we left off. The custom is to say the following Pesukim when we take out the Sefer. Torah Tashem Temima. Edu Tashem Neemana. Because all those Pesukim over there talk about the Mitzvah of learning Torah and the reward that you get for the study of Torah. And there were those Pesukim to read uh, to show us the reward of the learning of the Torah. We say the Pesuk Gedelu Ladonai Iti Unromema Shemo Yahdav Tosfot says Shiyat Mo Shesh Tevot Those are six Words, keneged shishas shadim shel nosei haron to commemorate when they carried the aron uh, and the times back to the Yerushalayim. It says every six steps that they would take, they would stop and bring korbanot like Kadosh Baruch Hu, because the aron was in captivity. So when they redeemed it, they walked it back to Yerushalayim. So they, it was all procession. So every six steps they stopped and they celebrated what korbanot. So then we say kedenud Hashem itinu moshu yadav. The six words can I get the six steps? Umem tevot. There's forty letters in the pasuk of Torah Hashem Timima. Torah Hashem Timima. Meshibat nafesh. Edut Hashem neemana machimat peti. So there's forty letters in that pasuk. Keneged hamem yom shebaem netna Torah. Keneged the forty days the Torah was given. Okay, so that's what we say, and that's our custom also to say at least the pasuk of Gedelul Hashem Eti, or Mashmiyadu. So you see, even those pasukim, it's brought down. It's not just that they chose those pasukim, there's a reason why even those pasukim are chosen. It's the proper pasuk to say. Comes the Gemara and continues. Ve'amar Rav Shepatya. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Asara Shekaru Batora. You have ten people that read the Torah. Now, the reason why he chooses ten, because the minimum people you need uh, for a Sefer Torah reading is ten. Now, sometimes you can send up three people to the Torah, you can send up seven people to the Torah. But the point is you need to have ten people in the minyan. Haggadol shebaim, golel Sefer Torah. 
Which means the most important man, the most hashu person in the minyan, he does the mitzvah of what we call gilida, which means he rolls the sefer Torah. When they finish reading, they give him the kavod to roll the sefer Torah up. That's considered golel. Now, golelo notel sachar kulan. And not only that, but the one that gets that mitzvah to roll the sefer Torah up, he gets to everybody's reward. Which is all the reward of that uh, mitzvah, of the reading of the Torah, everybody's reward in the minyan, he gets it all. So the Gemara says, The Amar B'Yoshua ben Levi, Asara shikaru b'Torah, Golel sefer Torah, Kibel sachar kulan. So the Gemara says, Sachar kulan sagadadach? How can he take everybody else's reward? What did they do? Why, why should they forfeit their reward for the mitzvah? Just because he did the Gedilah. So he goes, Ela ema kibel sachar keneged kulan. Which means he gets reward... Equal to what they have. They're not taking their reward. Allah, whatever reward they get for the listening to the Sefer Torah, he gets his reward plus everybody else's, meaning uh, included, he gets equivalent to what they get as well. So that's a very important mitzvah. And that's why, since there's such a reward, that's why you give it to the Gadol. You give it to the most important person in order to make the, uh, the Gedilat. So to us, uh, that's for the Ashkenazim to make the Gedilat. For us, that would be taking the Sefer Torah. Back, which is after you finish uh, the Sefer Torah, we close it up, and we bring it back to the Hechah. Now, this has nothing to do with what we just read, but since it's from Rav Shifatya, and we're quoting statements of Rav Shifatya, so we continue. How do we know that it is permissible to use a batkol? What is a batkol? Batkol literally means like a daughter of a voice. The voice itself is the voice of the Shekhinah. But if you don't have the voice of the Shekhinah itself, sometimes you hear an echo. She's the, the daughter of a voice is an echo. And that's also a spiritual voice. And sometimes you hear it, let's say you have a question. So you want to know, should you do something? Shouldn't you do it? All of a sudden you're in a certain place and you hear a voice telling you yes. Or you hear the voice telling you no. And there's no people around. So that's already a bad call. So you're allowed to use them in your... It's, it's, it's considered uh, uh, authorized, meaning uh, you, you can trust it. That she says, Mishtamshim bebat kol, im belibo lathil davar. You have it in your heart to start a project. Vishamach kol, hear a voice. Ohin o lav. And the voice tells you yes or no. Holech aharav. Ve'enka mishum nihush. You know, Torah says, Notana hashu. Even though they're not supposed to go after uh, magic and sorcery and things like that. This is not considered sorcery. This is considered authorized. It's a Devar Kadosh. The Batkol is a holy voice, and you can follow that voice. Chene Emar, and the Gemara substantiated on the Pasuk. And your ears will hear a voice from behind you saying, This is the road you should take. And the end of the passage says, Ki ta'aminu Either go right or go left. Which means, it's only talking about where you hear a voice in a place where you normally wouldn't hear that voice. For example, the Gemara says, a man's voice in the city. Now, what do you mean? A man's voice should be in the city. Where, 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 where the men usually in the city? So, no. You're hearing a man's voice, but you don't see him. Normally, a man's voice in the city, you see the person that's uh, giving the voice. All of a sudden, you're walking in the city, and you just hear a call. And there's no people around. So, then already, you can assume that's a bad call. 
It's not normal that the ladies are in the midbar. Sakana over there. And therefore, if you have a lady's voice in the midbar, then you know already that's not coming from a person, that's coming from a bad call, and therefore you can accept it as uh, as legitimate. As she says, Kal kol That's a voice that's not prevalent. That's the bad call. But there's another condition. It has to repeat the instructions twice. That's the way of a bat call. So if it says just yes, that's not a bat call. It has to say yes, yes, or no, no. Anybody that reads the Torah without a tune, that she says is referring to the ta'amim, to ta'amim mikra, which means we have a tune when we read the Sefer Torah. And if anybody that reads the Torah, just uh, words. He doesn't say the cantillation. And he learns Mishnah without a tune as well. In the olden days, they used to make a music or a tune, a song to the Mishnah. Why? So how did they, because there was no uh, written law, it was oral. So how did they remember the uh, Mishnah? They would make a song out of it in order to make it easy to remember. So anybody that reads Mishnayot without the song, the tune... On him the Pasuk says, But this Pasuk says, as if it's considered uh, laws that are not good, the end of the Pasuk says, But we understand which means when it says, Because if you're singing it, that shows you want to remember it. It shows you love it. It shows you, you want to, it's endearing to you. But if you're not going to sing it, so then what does it show? That you're looking at it, Lo Tovim. And to you it's not, uh, it's not good. So it's disparaging to the Torah. That's what it means. As if I gave you laws that are not good. But Kifla Abayeh. So Abayeh says, Mishum Deloi Adal Besume Kala. So let's say a person doesn't know how to sing. No, he doesn't have a, a, a voice. He doesn't have a sweet voice. Mishpatim Lo Yehiyu Behem Karit Because the end of the Pasuk says, The laws that you will not live by. As if it's a curse, Hashem. The person uh, is going to be uh, punished. Lo yahyu. Why? Because he can't sing the Mishnah. I understand you want to tell me lo tovim. Lo tovim. He's saying it's not good because you're not singing, so you're not going to remember them. That's not good. But Atkedekach, you tell me if a person doesn't sing, it's going to be Mishpatim. Lo yahyu. Man, kalit be. That's already very, uh, very strict. Ela kederam misharshia. So he says like this. This is what it means. That pasuk, the Amar, it says like this: Shne tamidei hachamim, hayoshvim beir achat. If two tamidei hachamim that are in the same city, they ain't nochim zeh tzeh b'halacha, but they don't discuss halacha with each other. Uh, they, each one has their uh, pride and the ego. They don't want to discuss uh, the halacha with the kali. Alehem akatuv omer. On these tamidei hachamim, the pasuk says: Ve'gamani natat yedem chokim lo tovim. I gave them laws that are not good. Which means, why they're not good? The law is good. Because if you don't confer with each other, the law becomes not good because they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Which means when you talk, uh, so they clarify, they get to the truth. But if each hakam sticks to himself, doesn't want to consult with somebody else, so the laws go from good laws to bad laws. But if it gets worse, the laws can cause death. Because they can make a mistake even in capital punishment. Which means in a case where let's say the Torah says Hayab Mitah, they'll make a mistake and say Mutar or not uh, Patur from Mitah. And then what's going to happen? The people are going to transgress it and comes out what? The Mishpatim lo yahyubahim. It's going to cause death. And that's all talking. Why? Because the Tamidah Khamim are not 
consulting with each other to come to the true halakha. So number one, mishpatim no tovim, because you're not coming to the emit. Okay, that's a regular halakha. But in a capital punishment case, we're already making a, a mistake of life and death. Mishpatim ba yihyu, that's already, uh, you're going to make a mistake in, in life. But we may explain this gemara, uh, on the havamin of the gemara, it says, anybody that learns the Torah without a song, Without music, the pasuk is So the Gemara couldn't accept it. What do you mean? Just because the person doesn't sing when he's learning. In the old days, we said that they used to sing, right? To remember the Mishnayot. So a person doesn't do that. So it's deserving death. So maybe the Pshat Nahava Amina, to give an interpretation, was like this. That there's a pasuk in the Torah that says, That the Torah is given, what? To live by the Torah and not to die by the Torah. From there the Gemara learns that if Hazmash Shalom, let's say, a person's life is on the line. And the Shemirat Shabbat, Mehalel Shabbat, in order to preserve your life. That's one, one interpretation. But we said once in the Rasha like this. A person in life has enjoyment from different... Uh, different pastimes, or different hobbies. Uh, one person, he loves sports. Means whenever he's uh, 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 you know, in a rut or something like that, he goes out and he takes out his uh, baseball glove and he starts to have a, a catch, or he takes out a bat, he starts to hit, or he does something uh, that he enjoys. This is where we might say he gets his hiyut, which means his, his life, his effervescence, his, his excitement of life comes from these, uh, these different type of uh, pastimes. Another person likes to go out and eat something. And this already gives him an enjoyment. He loves the, to do this over there. And there are different uh, types of things that everybody has hana'ah from them. So the Torah is telling you over here, the true hobby, the true pastime, the true uh, 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 love and passion that a person really has to get his chayyut from, where he really feels uh, happy and excited from, is the Torah, the haybahim. It means when a person comes to a shi'ud and he's studying, he gets his chayyut. That's like a breath of fresh air where now he's... He feels he feels alive. That's what gives him his uh, his strength. It's in the it's in the Torah, not in other things of frivolity. And how would we tell if a person's really getting a hayut from his learning? So you see how he learns. Sometimes you see a person in the Bit Midrash, he's just reading, he's reading with lackluster. He's reading the Mishtayot, reading the Gemara, as if it's a burden on him that he's paying a tax. He has no choice, he has to come to the Shi'ur. But sometimes you go to the Yeshivot, the Kedoshot, and you don't see anybody in the Bit Midrash. There's one guy sitting and learning, and he's reading the Gemara, and he's singing it. And he's singing it with Zimra. Then already you say, this person's enjoying it. This person already, he's getting his pleasure of life, from the Torah, Vahai Bahim, look at the guy over here. He's not just uh, when a person singing a song, that's already his whole body's into it, he's excited. And that's what the Gibran is saying over here. That if a person reads the Torah with Zimra, then already it's good. But if he doesn't, then already Barmananda Pasu says, Mishpatim lo Yahyu Bahim. Not that you're gonna die. But the mishpatim are not giving you your hiyut. The mishpatim are not giving you your, uh, your, 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 your life, your feeling, your excitement, your enjoyment. And that's why the minhag is that we do today, even when we're learning, even though we have books, still we do it bismra. We sing it in order to show the hana'ah that we get from the learning. Comes the and continues. Amar panach. Amar biyuhanan. Anybody that touches or grabs onto the Sefer Torah Arum, bear, meaning he touches the actual 
cloth itself, without any interference, without a mitpahat, nikbar arum. So the Gebarah says, he will be buried bare. Seemingly, they're going to bury him without tachrichim. They bury him without shrouds. So the Gebarah says, You touch the Sefer Torah arum, the Sefer Torah is life, kem hayenu. So therefore, you're also going to be buried, Arum. So the Gemara says, Arum Shalkadatach. I mean, Atkadekach. We think that a guy who touches the Sefer Torah, Arum, is going to be buried without shrouds. We have to bury him with shrouds. We don't, uh, we cannot not bury with shrouds. So it goes, Ela Ema Nikbar Arum Belo Mitzvot. He loses his mitzvot. It means he's bare from mitzvot. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Belo Mitzvot Shalkadatach. Just because the guy made one sin, that he touched the Sefer Torah, Arum, it's not Kavod. So what? He loses all his mitzvot, deletes his whole uh, his whole life's work. Which means he loses that mitzvah. What does it mean he loses that mitzvah? Explanation is: Let's say he was doing mitzvah gilila. Let's say he was carrying a sifrat to show it to the sibur. We said that that's a big mitzvah. But what? Let's say as he was doing that, he rolled the sifratorah. So you lose that mitzvah. You don't think you're going to get sakhar for that mitzvah. Nikbar arum below otam mitzvah. Don't think you're going to get credit for that mitzvah. It deleted. Since you did it in a way that disparages the Torah. What's the reason why you're not supposed to hold the Torah arum? That kavot to the Sefer Torah. And therefore, it's holy. So if we have to hold it with davar acher. So in Tosafot says in the bottom, yesh mefarshim, mitzvah achizah. Someone explained that you lose the mitzvah of carrying the Torah. Vekashem, maidi buta, pshita shelo sakhar. Kivach lo asa mitzvah kehogen. Wait, what's the question? If you didn't do the mitzvah the right way, I'm going to get credit for it. Lachem perish riba, below otavza sha'asa beota sha'ah. Shimachaz sefer Torah arum vekarabo. Let's say he, went, he had aliyah to the Torah. And he's reading from the sefer Torah, but as he's reading from the Torah, he's rolling, rolling it, which means he's touching with his hands. En lo sachar mena kiri'ah. He does not get credit for that mitzvah of kiri'ah. Sa'at kedekach, careful, uh, we have to be on this subject. Vichen achazol ligolelo. All that say he's rolling it up. That's a mitzvah also. All hagiho. He's a sofer. He's uh, correcting the sefer Torah. Aval but somebody holds the sefer Torah with a mitpahat, with a with a handkerchief, but with, with a cloth. I mean, orech yamin b'mina b'smola osher b'chavot. That's what ends the masega with a beracha. He says that it'll be a long life and b'smola osher b'chavot. That is the whole question. Are you allowed to touch the amudim? The actual pole, the Bet Yosef says the minhag is to be mekel, to touch the actual pole. That's why when you want to roll the sefer Torah, we do one of two things. Either we take the metpahat and use it to roll. Not like some people, you see some Baal Korim, they are lenient on this. They just use their hands. Hazel Shalom. The Gebarah is very, very strict on this subject of it. The Gebarah Harum, he loses the mitzvah of the Kiriyah. Either you have to use the metpahat, or you have the poles on top. Uh, that's the proper way the Bet Yosef is Mikhail on this. They asked the uh, Benish High a question. If let's say it's a cold day, it's a freezing day, and the guy comes to the synagogue with gloves on. So now he's wearing gloves. Can he roll the Sefer Torah with gloves? Is this permissible? So the uh, Benish High comes along and quotes a uh, Gemara. And the Gemara says, uh, give me the exact Gemara. It was in Pesachim Adaf Nun Zayin, where the Gemara quoted a fellow that was called Yisachar Ishkefar Barkai, and the Gemara says he used to come into the Beit Hamikdash with silk uh, wrappings around his hand. He 
was a istenis. He was a finicky guy. He didn't want his hands to get all dirty from the blood of the korbanot and stuff like that. So he came in with silk, uh, you know, gloves on, so to speak, to do the avodah. And uh, he heard a voice coming out of the azara. Semikan yisachar ish kefar barkai. They told him, get out of here. Shemechabed et atzmo. Hey, he's giving kavod to himself. He's worried about his hands. But what do you mean? This is disgusting to you. This is the avodah, and therefore the Ben Ishai says, "Uchmochen zeh sheoyz a sefer Torah bebetei yadayim enu kavod a sefer Torah." Which means it's one thing if you use the mitpahat. The mitpahat is made for that. Which means the, hang, the, 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 the cloth that hangs from the sefer that was designated to, to, to move the, the to, to roll. When a guy comes in with gloves and he's rolling the sefer, it's as if he doesn't want to touch the sefer. That is disparaging. So the Benish Chai says, Asur, to put on gloves, to roll the sefer. Davka, you use the mitpahat. But we may explain, we may explain this Gemara Alpi Adirash. What does it mean, As we know, we have two parts to the Torah. We have Torah Shibhtav and we have Torah Shibalpe. And we know as well that the true interpretation of Torah Shibhtav can only be understood through the eyes of Torah Shibalpe. A Pasuk on its own is bare. It's lacking interpretation. It's lacking depth. It's lacking understanding. And therefore, one must cover the Sefer Torah, which means the Pesukim of the Sefer Torah must be clothed and wrapped with the interpretations of Hazal from the Torah Shabbat Peh. And that's what the Gemara is saying. Kol Sefer Torah Arum. Where you read literal interpretation. You take out the Bible and you read it there. You just read what it says in the English and you don't read the Mefarshim. You don't read Hazal. This is not considered learning. You do not get that mitzvah. This is not considered Torah. Torah that's studied in a bare way, in a superficial way, that's Nikbar Arum. And with this, we wanted to explain the Minhag. Many people have a question of the Minhag that the Sefaradim have specifically our community, on Simhat Torah. Simhat Torah, all communities rejoice in the learning of the Torah, and they all give out candy to the children. But our minhag is to give out a specific candy that we only eat on Simhat Torah. We don't even eat it too much, but we give it out on Simhat Torah, and that's called Mlabbas. What is Mlabbas? Mlabbas is actually an Arabic word that reads, that means Malbush. Mlabbas. It's clothed. And what is Mlabbas? It's an almond that's covered and clothed in sugar, around sugar. And what's the explanation? Even though we're coming on Subhat Torah and we're celebrating the conclusion of the Torah, but the Torah itself is Arum, it's bare. And therefore we remind ourselves that the Sefer Torah needs the Malbush. What's the Malbush of the Sefer Torah? Torah Shabbat Peh. And therefore we eat the Mlabbas, which is Malbush, which is we take the almond, which is the Torah itself. You can't have it bare. You have to cover it up with sugar. Where's the sweetness of the Torah? Where's the Subhan of the Torah? That's in the Torah Shabbat Peh, when we study it. And that could be, you see, even in a bag of a candy like that, already the Hakamim probably had these Kavanot in mind, why we choose this Beracha. Exactly what we're saying over here. Comes the Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi Yanai Bere the Rabbi Yanai Saba Mishemed Rabbi Yanai Rabba 
מוטב, תגלה למטפחת ואל יגלל ספר תורה. Which means, when you're now wrapping the Torah, in the olden days they would wrap the Torah, after they would roll it up, they would wrap it in a metpachat. They would take like a cloth and wrap it around to preserve the uh, cloth itself. So they're giving you a proper way of derich eretz to wrap the sefer Torah. Which means, mutav, it's better to galila metpachat. Keep the sefer Torah stationary and roll the metpachat around the Torah itself. As opposed to taking the Torah and let's say putting the Torah, putting the Mitpah down, flat, and taking the Torah and rolling the Torah in the Mitpah. No, you're supposed to keep the Torah stationary. And the Mitpah, you roll around the Torah, and not the Torah rolling it around the Mitpah. Obviously, that's a lack of Kavod. Comes the Gemara and concludes and says, Vaydaber Moshe et Mo'adeh Hashem el Bnei Yisrael. This is a quote from the Mishnah, it's actually a pasuk of the Torah, that Moshe Rabbeinu taught Am Yisrael the laws of the Mohadim. Mitzvatan, shiyu korin otan kulehad v'had b'zmano. So we learned from there that it's mitzvah to read the special Torah readings of each holiday on the holiday. Because that's the b'zmano, that's the subject of the holiday. Tanu l'banan. Moshe tiken lehem l'Yisrael. Shiyu sho'alim v'dorshim b'anyano shel yom. Moshe Rabbeinu made a takana that the Jewish people should learn and discuss the halachot of each holiday in its time. Hilchot Pesach ba-Pesach. Hilchot Atzeret ba-Atzeret. Hilchot Hag ba-Hag. Which means each holiday, there's a special mitzvah to learn. Hilchot Pesach ba-Pesach. Hilchot Shavuot and Shavuot. And Hilchot Sukkot and Sukkot. Now it should be noted, it should be noted, that the Bet Yosef, as a question, because we learned in a previous Gemara, Shualim v'dorshim b'ilchot Pesach, Shiloshim Yom, 30 days before you start to learn the Halakha. Now we have a Gemara that says, no, forget about the 30 day rule. You have the rule of, on Pesach itself is no. So the Beit Yosef answers the name of the Ran. And the answer is, that the 30 day rule is said in the Beit Midrash. Meaning, if let's say in the Beit Midrash, they're learning a certain Masichet. And there's two students now come to ask the rabbi a question. One rabbi, is, one student is asking on the Masichet, they're learning in the Yeshiva. And one student is asking in Ilkhot Pesach. So therefore, the one that's asking within 30 days of Pesach, he's considered Sho'el Le'anyan. And therefore, you answer his question first. Which we got to the means, which means you have a, he has a precedence within 30 days that you deal with that question first. But they have to learn Ilkhot Pesach. Hilchot Pesach, you learn on Pesach. So that's the way the Beit Yosef understands. The 30-day rule is said for the Beit Midrash to a Rav that's fielding questions. If it's with 30 days, you field the Pesach question first. However, when it comes to Pesach itself, you have to learn. Mahar has a different understanding. He says that that what it said earlier, 30 days, was Dafka by Pesach. Why? Because if you're going to start studying the laws of Pesach on Pesach, you're late. You're going to start learning Hilchot Hagalat Kelim on Pesach? You had to kosher your uh, Kelim from before Pesach. You're going to start learning Hilchot uh, Matzah on Pesach? You're supposed to bake them from before Pesach. So Davka on Pesach, you have to study 30 days before, as opposed to the other halachot. Uh, you can study them, for example, on the holiday itself. The only question the Maharsha is, is what about Rosh Hashanah Kippur? Why does it say Pesach by Pesach? Mm-hmm. What about 
יום ראש שנה בראש שנה, היה יום כיבור, היה יום כיפור. So he says, שלא תיקן משה רבינו משאר מצוות, משום שאין הבאות מזמן לזמן, so other מצוות, they don't come from time to time, they're more frequent, so we don't have to study them, וכן, ראש השנה ויום כיפור, אין המזמן לזמן, כיוון שיש לאדם ניתן ליבו לתשובה כל השנה. Which means, it's all year round, the subject of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. What's the subject of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur? Teshuvah. What, Teshuvah is only uh, three days a year? Teshuvah is every day of the year. Therefore, items that are in the daily occurrence, you don't have to review those halakot. You're doing it every day. Masheket Pesach comes once a year. Then already we want you to review the halakah. Because it comes mizman, mizman. Hadran, alach, v'ne'a'ir. V'snik alam, masheket megilah. Hadran, alach, masheket megilah. V'adrach, alan. Datan, עלך מסכת מחילה ודתך עלן. לאן נשם עינך מסכת מחילה? לאן נשם עינן? לא בעמה עדן ולא בעמה דעתה. הדרן עלך מסכת מחילה ודתן עלך עלן. דתן עלך מסכת מחילה ודתך עלן. לאן נשם עינך מסכת מחילה ונשם עינן? לא בעמה עדן ולא בעמה דעתה. הדרן עלך מסכת מחילה ודתך עלן. דתן עלך מסכת מחילה ודתך עלן. לאן נשם עינך מסכת מחילה ונשם עינן? לא בעמה עדן ולא בעמה דעתה. ירסום לפניך. מודיעים אנחנו לפני כדורי לרבותינו, ששם תחכים שם את המדרש, ושם תחכים שם את הקרנות, שאנו משכימים והם משכימים, אנו משכימים דברי תורה, והם משכימים דברים בטלים, אנו עמלים והם עמלים, אנו עמלים והם 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 עמלים כן תעזרנו להתחיל מסכתות וספרים אחרים וסיימם ללמוד וללמד שלא לעשות קיים כל דבר תמות תורתך באהבה וזכות והתנאים והמוראים תלמידי החכמים יעבוד לנו זרענו שלא ימות שהתורה הזה מפינו מפי זרענו בזה זרענו עד עולם ותקיים בנו ותלכך תנחה אותך ושוכבך תשמון עליך וקיצותה היא תשחקה כי בירבו ימיך וישיבו לך שעות חיים אורך ימים במינה שמונה עושר וחבוד הרואה אותם הוא ייתן